testimony, how about you, amen? Another day in the presence of powerful people in the Lord, amen? And I'm grateful to be among those that worship, pray, believe in our God. So right now, we're getting ready to pray with our heads. Lord, I thank you right now. It is because of you that we are here today. It is because of your strength that we stand, oh God. We're leaning and depending on you this morning, oh God. Father, we have an expectation of your word, oh God. Father, we believe that it comes to bring life, oh God. It comes to bring clarity and direction. God, hearts are ready right now in the name of Jesus. Hearts that are ready to receive. Ears that are ready to hear. Oh God, we know that after we hear this word, oh God, we will walk in what it is that you are giving to us. God, thank you and how we love you. We love you so much for your word. For your word is life. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. This Kindle 
Thessalonians for your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba, a promise of Ethiopia in exchange for your release. The message Bible puts it like this. When you're in over your head, I'll be there with you. When you're in rough waters, you will not go down. When you're between a rock and a hard place. Has anybody ever been between a rock and a hard place? It won't be a dead end. Because I am God, your personal God. Don't you like that? I am God, your personal God. The Holy of Israel, your Savior. I've paid a huge price for you. I've paid a huge price. That's what God said for you. He paid it with the blood. Fire is referred to in many ways. But today I'm talking about the fire that is referred to as the emblem of severe trials or misfortune. Sometimes trials come in from the left, from the right. Seems like everything's happening all at once. Sometimes we feel like chaos in our lives. But God wants us to know something this morning. So I'm going to the story of Daniel. And it starts in the third chapter. Start. I'm just going to tell you a little bit about the beginning, and then I want to read the, the other verses. So we, we find in that chapter that Nebuchadnezzar is a king, and he makes, makes an image of gold. And when he makes this image of gold, everyone is supposed to bow down to this image as soon as they hear the music. So as soon as they hear this music, everybody is supposed to bow down. Well, so he makes this, this idol and um, plays the music, and the people bow down. But in that, in, in that, there were some people who did not. And so you know how sometimes there's people that's going to tell on you when you don't do what they think you should do. Amen? And so in, the, in this story, we have some people that are really upset because they see three people that will not bow down. And so starting at Daniel 3, 13, I'm sorry, the 13th verse, they come to, to the king and to tell him on these three, these three young men. And so it says, then Nebuchadnezzar, I'm so happy about this, is the king class, is what, when you see them come up, this is what they're teaching them and this is what they're walking out. I thank God for oh, my husband. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Then we come to this place where they go tell the king, and, and really these people were against the Jews. That's why they went to tell the king, because they were against the Jews. They were mad about the Jews. And so they would go tell the king because they know that they were part of helping him make this decree that everybody should bow down. But they already had another agenda in mind that they knew that he said that the Hebrew boys weren't going to bow down, so they knew that they were going to catch you. know how somebody's always trying to catch you and something, okay? So it says, Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and these men were brought before the king. Then Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image which I set up? Now, if you are ready, when you hear now he, what he's saying right now, uh, now if you're ready, I'm going to give you a second chance. You messed up the first time, but I'm giving 
of the hornpipe, trigon, harp, ghost, I'm reading off the Amplified, or bagpipe, and every kind of music to fall down and worship the image which I have made. Very good. So now if you did it, it's going to be very good. Okay? Where did I go? But if you do not worship, you shall be cast at once into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God who can deliver you out of my hand? He's really bold, right? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, it is not necessary for us to answer you on this point. If our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not... Let it be known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image which you have set up. I love this part about the, about the three, three Hebrew boys because they're saying, God, if God wants to deliver us out, he'll deliver us out. But if he doesn't want to deliver us out, we, and hear this, hear this, hear this, hear this, hear this. If he wants to deliver us out, he'll deliver us out. But if he doesn't want to deliver us out, we still will not bow down to other gods. I love that. I love that. Because there comes something in our spirit when, when I read that. It was like, there has to be, if he does or if he doesn't, he's still God. If he doesn't do it, if he never does it, he's still God. And I will not bow down. I will not serve another God because I'm upset at God because he didn't do what I wanted him to do. All right? Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury. And his facial expression was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore, he commanded that the furnace should be heated seven times hotter than it was usually heated. And he commanded the strongest men in his army to to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them in the burning, fiery furnace. Then these three men were bound in their cloaks, their tunics, our undergarments, their turbans, and their other clothing, and they were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame and sparks from the fire, listen to this, killed those men who handled Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Trying to say that name. And the three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound in the burning, fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king saw and was astounded. And he jumped up and said to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered, True, O king. He answered, Behold, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the four of the fourth is like a son of of God, like the Son of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the midst of the fire. And the satraps, the deputies, the governors, and the king's counselors gathered around together and saw these men, that the fire had no power upon their bodies. Nor was the hair of their head thinned. Neither were their garments scorched or changed in color or condition, nor had even the smell of smoke clung to them. 
Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who was who has sent his angel and delivered his servants, who believed in, trusted in, and relied on him. And they set aside the king's command and yielded their bodies rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree that any people, nation, and language that speaks anything amiss against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their house shall be made a dunghill. For there is no other God who can deliver in this way. The king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. I love this story. I love this story because in this story, it lets us know that if we stand, God is with us. The verse was, when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. Through the rivers, they're not going to overflow you. When you walk through the fire... You will not be burned or scorched, nor will the flame kindle upon you, for I am the Lord your God. Amen. And reading this, and, and when we read the Word of God, sometimes we read it, but we don't embrace it. Amen. That it sounds really good to our ears, but we don't embrace it for the power of what the Word is trying to do in our spirit. He is like, I will be with you. You don't need anybody else to bring you out. I will be with you. That's what he's saying. And I'm not going to let you get burnt up. Fire, again, is referred to as an emblem of severe trials or misfortune. You know, when I was thinking about it, I thought how here was three young men that was serving God, was loving God, that was wanting to make a stand for God. But all of, all, all of a sudden, they're being thrown into a fiery furnace. And through the Bible, you see people that have made great steps. You see Stephen, he makes this great stand for God, he preaches this great message, and the next thing you know, Stephen's on his knees being stoned by people. You see this man in the Bible named Job, and, and considered a perfect and upright man. That's what they said about him. And the next thing you see is that he's got uh, sores all over his body and everything that he has is gone. Sometimes in our minds, that happens in our lives that it seems like we're serving God, serving God, and things are not going the way that we think. And in our mind, we can sometimes tell you what's going on. And everybody's like, what's going on? Why am I going through all this? Why, why is this happening to me? I believe that I'm walking upright. I believe that I'm serving God. I believe I'm doing. And these men that I'm talking about, they were, the, the definition of Job was he was a perfect man, you know? He was perfect toward God. But still, things came in their life. In 1 Peter 4, 12-13, today, I want to answer that question of what's going on. Because a lot of times, we, we just miss that, that Jesus said that those that, that, um, that are with him, they're going to suffer persecution. We, we just miss that. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, how we, it's almost like how we miss when uh, we come up and get married and, and those vows. We hear the for better, but we don't, really, we don't even contemplate the for worse. We, we don't even want to think about that. We want to think about the for better. So when we come up to, with our spouses, you know, we, I love you for better, for worse, in sickness, you know, our health. We got the we got the better, we got the health, and we got the rich. Right? 
prayer for you, I died. That's what we, and, and he was honest with us. He didn't tell us that we were going to have a la, 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 happy, happy, happy time. He said that we were going to suffer, and that if Jesus bears the cross, we got to bear one too. It's, I think sometimes it's that we want to choose the cross that we would bear. But God, see, God knew if we choose the cross that we would bear, we would not grow. We would not grow. He knew he had to give us a cross for our growth. In 1 Peter 4, 12-13, it says this, Beloved, do not be amazed and bewildered at the fiery ordeal which is taking place to test your quality. I want to go. Okay, here we go. Beloved, do not be amazed and bewildered at the fiery ordeal which is taking place to test your quality. As though something strange, unusual, and alien to you and your position were befalling you. But insofar as you are sharing Christ's suffering, rejoice so that when his glory, full of radiance and splendor, is revealed, you may also rejoice with triumph. So he's letting us know that while we make, don't be amazed. Don't be amazed. This is part of, of the call of coming to Christ. Don't be amazed at these tests. And I was, I was thinking about um, everything you see, as I was thinking, so many times we, we don't see that God is trying to prove us. Right, right. But it, if you look at life, um, there's a lot of proving going on. Okay, right? Yeah. You look at life, and I, I, I watched when um, <laughs> Sam and Melinda went through this, their week. There's a lot of proving going on. And some of the stuff that, you know, that they go through, uh, in my mind, I was telling Sam, not until the speaker, my mind, someone was just stupid. You know, to me, it was like, why do you have to do all that stuff? But what they were trying to do is prove them. Prove that they could, they had to stand them up. Now, they are no, no, they are chiefs. They need to be ready to, to go through stuff, to be able to stand up. They're going to be the example. They're, they're supposed to show people how to do it. You know what I'm saying? So there's things that they have to go through. And please, I, I don't mean in, because I know I, when I, the Spirit will hit me in this. I don't mean in any, um, what do you call negative or saying in a bad way that about the military. You see what I'm saying? In my mind, it's just that's what I said until I saw what God was doing, okay? So there are things that's going on that we don't know why it's going on. We don't know why. Sometimes our kids, your parents are proving you, okay? They're proving you want the keys to the car, all right? But they don't prove that you are responsible enough to have the keys to the car. Sometimes, you know, I, why come I can't drive? Why come I can't drive? You won't even clean your room. So that lets me know you're not ready to get out there and drive. You know what? You won't even pick good friends. That lets me know somebody crazy going to be up in my car and see you up there proving you. They're, they put these tests out so that when they when they you go through it, they know that now you're ready. Nobody's going to give you the keys to the car. You haven't even took the book to practice the test. Come on. So they're proving. There's all kind of proving going on. And so we need to understand that God does the same thing. In First Peter, in that same um, scripture, in, first, in the Message Bible, it says, Friends, when life gets really difficult, God love you. When life gets really difficult, don't jump to the conclusion that God isn't on the job. 
came to the point that our bodies is covered with sores. But he says this, but he knows the way I take. He has concern for it, appreciates, and pays attention to it. When he has charged me, I shall come forth as we find gold, pure and luminous. Pure and luminous. Real faith doesn't mean you won't go through the fire. Come on. Real faith simply means that when you pass through the fire, he will be with you. Let's get that in our hearts because a lot of times um, there's a sense that I shouldn't have to go through that. I'm a Christian. I shouldn't have to go through this. I should, but real, it doesn't mean, real faith doesn't mean that you're not going to go through the fire. It just means that when you go through it, he's with us. Come on, he's with us. I'm excited about that. He's with me. Every time I go through the fire, he's with me. He doesn't leave me alone. He doesn't turn the thermostat up too high that, that, that is too much for me. He's with me. He's got it all planned out to bring out the purposes, to purge me of the things that need to be purged, to change me into what I need to be changed into. You know, we go to God and we say, God, here's all of me to have your way in me. But sometimes we're like, have your way here, but don't touch that. But God is saying, no, I want you to come to me totally surrendered, totally abandoned. Lord, have me, all of me. Do what you want with me. We like when he gives us blessings. We like when he promotes us. We love all these good, good, good things. And we're like, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you that you blessed me. Thank you that you sent that check in the mail. Thank you for that that, that uh, relationship. Thank you. But can we say, God, thank you for the trial that's made me stop lying. Thank you for the trial that's made me stop uh, committing adultery. Thank you for the trial that has caused me to be like you. God wants us to have the faith to know that he is with us. In James 1, 2 through 4, it says this. My brother, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience. Have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. This is what he's saying. He's saying, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But I I don't know, host, stop me right here. I want, because sometimes we don't fall into temptations. Falling temptations means that that it was something that we didn't necessarily see coming. Because somebody, I don't know why, could take that scripture and say, you know, okay, yeah, I fell into temptation last night and I fell into temptation. And and God said, count it all joy. He is not talking like that. God is not talking about us willfully walking into sin. We willfully walk into sin and we do things that we willfully know is against God. We know it. We're not falling into temptation. We are sinning on purpose. We, 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 we've thought about it. We, uh, we, we made plans for it, you know. Uh, we, we made the time, the place, the call. None of that. We, we had it all planned out Friday night, right. 7.30. Okay? He's talking about when we fall into temptation. We are not planning sin. 
sin. Yes. Okay? I just really want to get that because sometimes we're planning sin. And then we're, we're saying, we're saying, okay, God, help me, God, help me. But you planned this sin out. You didn't fall into it. You planned it out. But God said that we fall into it. Yes. He says, know that I'm there. Know that I'm there. You guys, I really wanted to get that. God wants us to stop planning sin. There's a scripture that talks about willful sin. No more forgiveness, willful sin. Sin that you're sitting there and you're planning, you're planning, you're planning. You're saying, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. You know, like a robber that scoped out the house. Two days before. He didn't fall into no temptation. He scoped out the house two days before. He scoped out the hoops the cars in the driveway. He scoped it all out. And he says, Thursday, I know they're not going to be home. And I'm going through that back door that I see they leave open all the time. They didn't fall into no temptation. They were sinning willfully. So let's remember that, okay, when we say that count it all joy. Because God is saying when you fall into the, when the enemy has come upon you and, and you're unaware, he's come upon you and you fall and he sets you up. The yes. enemy sets you up, you don't set your own self up, okay? And he said, knowing that the trying of your faith, it worked in patience. So that patience, how many people got patience? We got a measure, right? <laughs> to be honest, we got a message. Right, yes, we all got a line, right? Yes, right. We all got a line. And that line is where we go, and that's when we say, God, enough is enough. Enough is enough. Come by, do something right now. Enough is enough. But God is telling us, let patience have its perfect work in you so that you are fully developed, lacking nothing. In James 1, 2-4, it says, Consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its real color. This is what, because God knows we can go, Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And we can say, You're the best thing that ever happened to me. For God I did, for God I did. God knows we can say this with our lips. He knows that we can say it with such conviction, such a look that would make anyone believe that. Yes. But God says this, it's under prayer. It's not when everything's going good. When everything's going good, anybody can say Anybody can be just happy when things are going good. God said, but I I don't know what it's like in your life when I put some when I put the, I begin to squeeze. You know, you know, like a, a tube of toothpaste. When you squeeze, the toothpaste comes out. All right. If something else came out of it, you'd be like, "What?" Because you have an expectation yes. that toothpaste is in that tube. Well, God said, when I squeeze you, yes. I have an expectation yes. that God's faith is going to come out. When something else comes out, doubt and despair and anxiety and worry, then God is so, he said, that's how I know, that's yeah. how I know, that's how he knows yeah. is when he squeezes. So if you feel a squeeze All right now, right. you feel a squeeze in your life, a squeeze in your circumstances, a squeeze, God is just testing you to see that what you have declared with your mouth is what you're really walking out. Yeah. 
I said, what you have declared with your mouth, you are really walking out. And he does it in so many different ways. My test may not be your test, but my test is the one that God knows when he squeezes on me in this area, he knows how to bring me to that perfect place in him. He knows all of us. He knows what's still in all of us, right? He knows what's still in all of us. And what God will do, he will put us through the fire. Some of us wrestle in the fire. But God wants us to stay right there. Stay right there and let him do the work that he has to do. Stay there. Stop wrestling. Stop getting out. Stay in the fire. The fire, he, he lets you know that you will be preserved in the fire. The fire that's in your life, don't blame it on the devil. Sometimes we blame the devil so much. And when you do that, you don't have the power that you need to go through when you blame it on the devil. Understand this, that Job couldn't, I mean, the devil couldn't touch Job without God saying touch Job. We forget that. We, the, the devil can't touch us without God saying, she's highly recommended. Go for it. Go for it. He's not going to put, he knows when he brings the test. Now, if we fail the test, it's not because, you know, it's not because we don't know the test. Right. It's not because God hasn't given us the strength to go. It's like a child that you sat there and um, and you read with them and you've done the homework with them and, and you know that they know, okay? But when they go to school, the teacher tells you, they won't even give me the answer. They know what to do, but something shyness, something is stopping them from doing what they ought to do. Well, God knows. He knows in every one of our trials, you can do it. Well, God, you can do this. And God is saying to the enemy that comes, and, 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 and God, God wants to show us off. Don't you? God wants to show off what he has done inside of us. He wants to show off how big he is, how great he is, how mighty he is. And he wants to demonstrate that through us. So he puts us in fire. And when we're in fire, the first thing we do is, oh, it's hot. That's the first, oh, it's hot. We never think, why am I in the fire? Why am I here? God loves me. Why am I here? When we rest on the fact that God loves us, then we know that he's working all things. Come on. He's working all things to our good. He's working all things to all things, you guys. All things. That person that just aggravates you to death. He, and, and, and it seems like you see your face every day. God's working it out for your good. And we need to sometimes we're like so aggravated about it, but and we try to get away from that person. We try our best. So here she comes. We try to get away from that person, and God said, "No, go to, go to. Let let me work this thing out in you. Let me work compassion and love. Those things that you that you have a hard time because see, God looks beyond the fault. So what He said, I'm trying to work that out in you, and so I'm going to bring that person, no matter if you hide, no matter if you go that way, she's coming that way because I'm trying to work it out in you. What you need." In our minds, the way God tries, when God tries us in certain ways, we don't understand it. And that's because our thoughts are not his thoughts. Our ways are not his ways. God has a way. He has a way that will bring us to that perfection. 
the next time we ask, what's going on? We can say to ourselves, God is working it out in my life, bringing me to that place, bringing me to that place. There's no other way. As parents, sometimes I think we forget as parents, don't we work it out in our kids? We work it out, don't we? There's things that we do to, to, to spur them on. There's, there's things that we do that they don't like. They don't have, they don't like it. It's why can't I? But we're doing that because we're helping them to grow. We're helping them to have the character and the virtue that they need to have. Well, God is doing that, God. God, do not be deceived by the enemy about your fire, okay? Fire is on assignment from the Lord. I said fire is on assignment. There's an assignment that God is giving you in that fire. And will you come through as pure gold? Will you first recognize that it's not he, she, that, it that's coming against you? We wrestle not again. We wrestle not again. We wrestle not. And I'm saying this in the house of the Lord because sometimes there's so many wrestling against one another. But God said we wrestle not against flesh and blood. How? Remember, we got it on to embrace this. Because if we don't embrace it, we will be a house divided. It says that, you, it, you know, we will bite and, and devour and consume one another. Right. And we don't recognize that our warfare is not against flesh. It's not me against you. It's me against the enemy. And it doesn't matter if we look at each other that way. If we look at, not as them being the enemy, but as I look at Monica, something that she's doing, something... When I look at her, the enemy is coming against her. I, instead of being an accuser of her, I come alongside of her, and I begin to pray for her, pray with her. You know what? We'll see a change up in the house. Amen? We'll see a change up in the house when we realize that it's just a fire. Remember, if it's about people, God's going to make you go through with people, if that's where your weakness is, okay? He's going to make you go through that so you can come out of it. Some of us want to come straight out. If it was up to us, that person would transfer and go to another church. Then I can, in our minds, we can, if they but leave. But you know what? If they but leave, you're still here. And you're still here with that same mentality that cannot look over the fault of your sister and brother. So it won't be very long. God will send another sister, another brother. Because he's going to keep on sending them. I said he's going to keep on sending them. Until we get to the place that we can love them with a God love. Love them despite what they, they're doing, despite their personalities. We can love them. God, sometimes you wonder, well, why that man keep on calling me? Lord, you know I don't want to. You know I don't want to. You know I don't want to. You know I want to. God gave me this word in the car one day. He said there's a difference between not wanting to and willing. See, we can say all day, I don't want to. I don't want to treat, I don't want to cut, I don't want, I don't want to. God, you know I don't want to. God, you know I don't want to cut. God, you know I don't want to punch. God, you know I don't want to act crazy. God, you know I don't want to commit adultery. God, we can say it all day, okay? But until you will it, God, tell me, until you will it, will it comes with a doing, okay? What? I can sit all day, just sit up, sit sit all day and say, man, I want even, just sit with me, Lord, I want some cereal. 
will to do what you want to do, okay? That cereal, I'm going to have to get up and I'm going to have to walk to that cabinet, pull out that cereal, pour it into the bowl. No one's pouring it for me. Get the milk out the refrigerator, pour that milk to put my... I'm going to do all that. But our problem is we don't want to do nothing. We want God to fix it, okay? Fix it now. Fix it immediately. Fix it where I don't have to do anything. Fix it where there's no gross in me, where I can be lazy.
Jesus. He will direct you, show you what to do. He's even saying he's making a way. This, he even said, church, with your temptation, he's made a way of escape. Now I'm asking you, why don't we take this faith? We know I've been in some places where I know that I know God made a way. I know it, and I didn't take it. Knew God was making a way, but I didn't take it. Something about that means I'm not serious. I'm not serious enough about God to know there's a way and not take it. Because God promised I will make a way of escape. Yes. Oh, church did that this morning. God will make you are not alone because he is with you. He's with you in the fire. He said he's with you in the fire. And you know what I love about it? God will only burn up that thing that ties you. <laughs> now look, 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 look what happened when he put them yeah. in the fire. The very men that tied him up, the very men that bowed him up, cast him in the fire. The very men, they didn't go in the fire, but they got at the mouth of the furnace. The very men that tied him up, they were burned up. They were no more. They were burned up. See, God is not about burning you up. He's about burning away those things, those struggles, those things that bind you. And don't get scared in the fire. Say, Lord, have your way. Loose me, loose me right now from the chains that bind me, from the situations that bind me. Stay in the fire until God takes those things that are stopping you from growing, from going, from being. Aren't you glad he will bind those things up? He will bind those scary things up that's trying to hold you. God will burn that up. But don't don't run from God when he's chastising you. Don't run from God when the heat is on. When the heat is on, stand. Stand. Say, God, have your way. Have your way in me. Do what you have to do in me. Please, God, do it. If God doesn't burn away those things, those things are still a stronghold in your life. And you can see in the Bible where there are people that felt like they were so close to being heavenly. But God says, you have one thing needful. Martha. Then we look at the rich young man. I just kept all your, my, your commandments for my youth up. I've done all this stuff. But God looked at him and let him know, you got one thing you won't do. Well, see, God is trying to go, maybe you, maybe this morning, you feel like you really got it. You're really close to God. But I dare you to ask God about it, okay? I dare you to ask God about it. And you might find out God said, but you have one thing needful. And, he says, and, and if you allow the fire to come and do its perfect work, <laughs> I will make you in that area yes. Yes. We don't want to be weak. Uh. That's why God tries us in the fire. He's, he's proving us. He's coming back one day. And he's coming back for proving things. Uh. Fireproof. Fireproof. That we can go through the storms of life. We can go through all situations and circumstances. And we can still... Stand on the most high God. I was thinking this morning of at, at in the ground, thank you. I was thinking this morning, even as this thing in my my back and my arm, I was I was thinking about it how, you know, God's word said, and this this, this for me, this is my scripture that has me up here this morning. It says be instant in season. Out of season. 
on your fingers, you know, that's a five, that's five. So, but when they go to school, the teacher has a whole, the teacher has a whole other method. Yeah. And so the teacher is the one that's teaching your children. And so when you send them with this other method, it doesn't, they don't get to do it, it doesn't work. The teacher's like, and then they're exasperated and frustrated because you've taught them a way that the teacher hasn't taught them, okay? Well, the same thing with us. God is saying we get, we want God to do things our way. I got the way out of this, God. God, I got the way out of this. If you would just fix him, I'm going to be okay. God, just do it. God, I know I'll be, I'll be okay if you just fix him. And then God is saying, no. Mm-hmm. I'm fixing you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And we're like, why, God, don't you see? See, and when we go like that, this is what God shows me. We're like little kids in Kansas. Don't you see? Why, God? Why, God? And God is like,
remember, but there, the woman that went to our church, Mother Morgan. And just a pillar of, um, when you heard her testimony, of, of uh, some of us got to see of being beat and abused to the point, but she stayed. Hmm. Now, get it before somebody gets upset, okay? Because I know, mm -hmm. okay, if God tells you to do something, you need to do it. Yes, ma'am. Okay? The thing is, is that she knew what God was telling her to do, and her whole heart, she said, was to see the salvation of her husband. So she took that so seriously about who knows a woman by your good conduct. Somebody said, that's crazy. That is crazy. But in the end, her husband said, Yes. 
I want God to see, keep trying me. You know, keep trying. You know, you guys, are, we already know. There's places I already know that God has to do. There's yeah. things in my life. There's, there's things that if you evaluate, do we evaluate ourselves? <laughs> I'm just being honest. Yes. We can sometimes tell what everybody else needs. That's right. But cannot see what we need. And I evaluate myself. And there's some times that I'm shaky on my faith. There's some times that, that when I should be quiet, I'm still talking. I evaluate that and I know that God is trying me and so what he will do see if you're, if you're one of those people like me that I, I have to finish an a, a argument I give you a finish it last word I guess okay well see God will put me in situations now his training is shut up the Holy Spirit's like shut up <laughs> God is going to try me until I get that. You understand that? I'm transparent this morning because I believe that's hidden from God, so why should it be hidden from you? <laughs> I said, when you've been tried in the fire, yes. he'll bring you out to your goal. But the thing is that you got to listen to the Holy Spirit and remember, call, remind yourself this. There's someone else in this fire with me. Because the enemy said, you're all alone. You're all, nobody knows what I'm going through. All people would just know what I'm going through. But there's another person yes. in that trial with you. And if you would stop, sometimes we want people to see what we're going through. We want people, and, and, and I'm going to tell you right now, you just want people to be, the saddest thing is wanting people to be, to, you know, to be in that trial. Because sometimes people don't even understand your trial. As much as I'm telling you my arm hurts, you, your arm don't hurt, so you have any clue how bad my arm hurts. Right? You can't really identify with what's going on in my arm because your arm's not hurting. And unless you've been through something like that, then you would know partly how it's feeling. You won't know all how it's feeling. So do you understand that? That sometimes you're not looking over here, you're looking, you're not looking to Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith. God, I know you're here with me. What do you want me to do? What should